0: Hey there, I'm Tracy Rigdon, and this is the Contrast Project Lounge Podcast. In this podcast, each episode is a journey through captivating interviews, engaging dialogues, and personal anecdotes that explore the depths of arts, culture, politics, and everything in between. My goal? to leave you inspired, informed, and entertained. Often random, but always relevant, always real, and practically nothing is off limits. So whether you're an art aficionado, a political junkie, or simply someone seeking a fresh perspective, this podcast is for you. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome back to the program, kids. I have with me right now the diversity manager for the city of Jacksonville, Florida, Mr. Jimmy Midyette. Jimmy, how are you doing? And thank you for coming to the show.
1: I'm doing really great, Tracy, and I sure do appreciate you having me on. Um, how are you doing? Oh, Oh, I'm doing fantastic,
0: and I'm loving this fall weather
1: you and me both it's uh it's been a nice reprieve from the summer heat that's for sure i know i know
0: i know uh, uh, so so you've been appointed to the administration the, the new administration for the uh city of jacksonville uh one that i applaud wholeheartedly uh, I've I've been a I've been a supporter of Donna Deegan's for the longest time, and and thank God that the city of Jacksonville is making strides going forward. It seems to me that the uh, and I'm looking at the administration, and it appears to be, and I think appears to everyone that it's one of the most diverse and inclusive administration that the city has ever had.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, whenever Donna was running, and I, and a lot of us call her Donna because that's how we know her. You know, she was in our living rooms, you know, for so many years as a newscaster. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a sign of disrespect. Yeah. Um, she's Mayor Deegan, but she's also Donna. And um, you know, when Donna was running, she made a real commitment to Jacksonville that she would make sure that her administration looks like the city that it's you know intended to intended to represent. And that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to support her, um, you know, early on in the campaign and then throughout. And then whenever uh, there was an opportunity to maybe go and do some work for her, um, you know, I put myself out there as somebody willing to do that. And and I was really pleased that uh, she she decided to ask me to come on board along with so many great other folks, um, you know, from from really all walks of life, from all ideologies. Uh, She's been very. Methodical in, in, in ways about um, about staffing up in a bipartisan, you know, multiracial, just diverse way, and and it's it's to Jacksonville's benefit. Oh, uh, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh,
0: the city has needed this breath of fresh air for a long time. Now, as as the diversity manager of the city of Jacksonville. Uh, describe to us, our friends, fans, followers, uh, your key ro- responsibilities, and and how you aim to promote diversity inclusion in the community.
1: Great question. So I'm technically housed within a part of the city called the Jacksonville Human Rights Commission, and the work of the Jacksonville yes. Human Rights Commission is to is to enforce our non discrimination ordinances, which I had a a role to play in helping to amend a few years ago, whenever we added sexual orientation and gender identity to our list of protected categories in the city. So now I find myself in the city department that is uh, that is tasked with making sure that people are able to um, rent an apartment, go out to a restaurant, or stay in a hotel, or or really access any job, any uh, public accommodation, any um, any piece of housing without being worried about being discriminated against based on who they are. So my work Mm. as diversity manager within the Human Rights Commission uh, puts me right on the front lines of of the things we've been talking about. And, uh, you know, today, for example, I was out uh, at the FSCJ doing a table and just talking to students about their rights. It happens to be, as we record this, it happens to be coming out day. And um, and so I was able to be out for the um, FSCJ student uh, coming out day celebration where I just talked to them about all the the various rights that they have by virtue of being um, just by virtue of being uh, Jackson or Jackson's, depending on whether you which uh, which of those <laughs> titles you like to use. Um, uh, my buddy uh, Bill Delaney really likes the word Jackson and I really like Jackson so, uh, but in addition to those things, uh, you know, we've been very busy with um, the aftermath of the the racist uh, motivated shooting in the Newtown neighborhood. Yes, um, you know, bringing together the community and talking about resources that are available, and just talking about how um, how diversity is a strength. And whenever we have people coming into Jacksonville from out of the community, you know, with racist ideas and literally um you know hurting our our fellow citizens that that has an impact and so the human rights commission has been talking about that um a lot and trying to think of ways that we can uh come together and and have more more dialogue around the city uh, about our differences and why those are things that we should celebrate rather than rather than have them be things that motivate us to do uh, to do harm to one another so this is right up right up my alley. Um, you know things that that I think are very important for a city the size of Jacksonville, and it's great to work for a mayor that's committed to it. You know, in addition to having me on at the Human Rights Commission, she has um, uh, Dr. Parvez Ahmed from the university, formerly from the University of North Florida, as the uh, chief of diversity and inclusion for the whole city. So the things that I've been talking about, he's, he's doing them on a, on an even more macro level, um, just out there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, my, uh, closest boss that I work with is a guy named Dr. Rudy Jamison, who is, um, a fantastic, um, understander of diversity and he's, he's running the human rights commission and, um, and, it's really just a dream team in my mind of, uh, you know, scrape professionals, uh, people who love this city, who love Jacksonville, uh, with all their heart, uh, working on these things together.
0: And that's a fantastic thing. You know, you mentioned, you know, and, and, and like I said, you know, the city of Jacksonville has just become a, you know, a beacon, um, with the uh, new administration, with uh, all the diversity and inclusion. Her administration is just extremely impressive, very impressive. Uh, and and she was recently the Grand Marshal at the Pride Parade uh, in the Riverside area, first of its kind in, in Jacksonville, Florida, a, a mayor being the Grand Marshal at the Pride Parade.
1: That's right. Yeah. Just this uh, just this past weekend, very recently, she uh, she was right there in the convertible at the front of the line. Uh, You know, her husband, Tim Deegan, was (laughs) was uh, in the convertible there with her. She 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 had uh, a great time. And her, you know, her message for everyone is this city. This city is for everyone. And so to see her busting so many barriers, um, having so many historic firsts, you know, just her election is a historic first because she's the first woman to be the mayor of Jacksonville. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, so I think that, I think we're in for eight years of, of really great. And I say eight years, eight years of really um, just, (laughs) just phenomenal work.
0: Yeah. 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 You say eight years and, and I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be eight years. (laughs) Uh, She's a phenomenal woman. Yeah. She's a phenomenal woman and she's got a great business sense to her. You know, a lot of people uh, tend to denigrate, you know, the woman uh, because of her, you know, uh, woke ideology, you know, quote, woke ideology. Uh, But I I think because of her ideology throughout the years, that's exactly why she is the new mayor. Uh, Now, with your partnerships and collaborations. You worked with organizations, you know, including like the uh, ACLU, Equality Florida, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, tell us about your experiences and the impact of these collaborations within the community.
1: Well, sure. So, going way back, you know, I got my start, you know, I'm a lawyer by trade, as, as folks, you know, your fans and followers mm-hmm. may know that, but I'm a I'm trained as a lawyer and, and have been around the legal system for a very long time. I got my start as a lawyer at Jackson Area Legal Aid a long time ago. And I have stayed, to, you know, very close to, to concerns that really matter to people. And, you know, whenever I was um, a staff attorney at the ACLU of Florida, I worked on, you know, pretty complex constitutional cases having to do with, um, you know, the rights of transpo- transgender folks to uh, To access healthcare, or um, the rights of constituents to not be blocked um, on social media by their elected representatives, and and those kinds of experiences and, and cases were um, were just instrumental to me in, in learning new areas of the law and, and how those you know why those things matter to people, um, just out in the world. And then I, I kind of went from working at the ACLU to, to working for Equality Florida for a while. Now, of course, I had been, fr- you know, friendly with Equality Florida for a very long time uh, because they were very helpful to us in Jacksonville when we were passing the, our human rights ordinance update back in uh, 2017. And and then, uh, well, it was a whole 10-year stretch, really, from 2010 until, like, 2017, uh, 2018. So, um just having those connections, being able to pick up the phone and, and call, you know, an expert constitutional lawyer if I need to, you know, kind of figure out what's happening with the courts or to be able to pick up the phone and call, you know, a leader like Nadine Smith at Equality Florida or to be able to pick up the phone and call a leader like Cindy Watson at Jasmine, um, you know, more locally. Those Those are the things I think that are helpful to me in this role. And that, you know, the mayor recognized could be used to, you know, to kind of leverage, um, to leverage, you know, the relationships that I have to do this kind of work right. and make sure that everyone feels included. Oh, fantastic. Now,
0: challenges that you have faced personally, adv- advocacy work can can be quite challenging. Um, what are some of the hurdles that you have faced personally personally? Uh, working as an advocate, as an ally, and, and how did you overcome them?
1: So, one of the biggest challenges that you face when you're doing social change work is that uh, different parts of a of a community, while we are certainly united, may have different ideas about how to accomplish the goal. So, uh, at yeah. times you have to be not just uh, not just an activist on the front lines, but you also have to uh, you know, be someone who's sort of mediating, you know, the community and and do, doing strategy sessions on the sidewalk with people to try and figure out, OK, is this the time to have a march or is this the time to sit respectfully, you know, in a in a corporate suite, you know, talking to CEOs. Right. And, and so that's a big, that, that's a big, um, that's a big challenge to kind of um, weigh that weigh those out. And the only way to make change that I can tell is to do, you have to be able to do both. You have to find the right time, you know, the right mix of um, sort of activism and um, respectability politics to throw out a, a phrase that some people will use. And so for me personally, as somebody who's, um, you know, really committed to making change and making Jacksonville the best place it can be, that was a challenge. Um, another challenge that I've kind of overcome or hurtled uh, to be jumped was, um, you know, I'm a native of Jacksonville. So sometimes it's really hard to see your home whenever you've always lived in it. And uh, so that, that's why it's important that we invite and, and kind of welcome people who are from different places to sit at sit at our tables with us and, and help us understand, well, how are things done in whatever other place? You know, how did this, how did this fight get done in Atlanta? You know, how did they do this in Orlando? Not because that's going to be a roadmap, but just because it's, you know, useful to know for those of us few of us who are natives uh, to understand how, um, how other places work <laughs> and, and wrestle through these things. Uh, So those are a couple of the things that, that I've been, you know, kind of cognizant of. And, you know, the third thing is, is is, as well, and this is where it kind of gets you, you know, we, we each all have our own biases um, that we have to overcome when we're doing um, intersectional social change work. So, you know, I am as white as I could possibly be. And so I have to just get it out of my head right now that I know anything about what it's like to be a black person in Jacksonville or, you know, someone who struggles with gender identity or someone who is a woman, you know, so to me, you have to sign sort of, you know, figure out what you don't know and then surround yourself to the extent you can with people who have those diverse experiences so that you're not creating even within your own, you know, set little segment of the community, an echo chamber um, where you, you know, you're trying to solve the world's problems without the involvement of the people, uh, who are most impacted. So the big, you know, and that's an ego thing. That's, that's all kinds of things, but you have to be able to willing, you have to be willing to stand up and say, Hey, wait a second. I, I don't know everything. Um, and in fact, I probably don't even know what I don't know at this point. So we got to get some other folks in here. <laughs> Those are the things that I, you know, yeah. that, that I've yeah. been challenging to me. And, uh, and that's where I've kind of landed. Yeah, I
0: I could tell you from my own personal experience, you know, I I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, spent some time living abroad. And I I was married to a black Hispanic woman. And I have a black Hispanic stepdaughter. And uh, Mm -hmm. I have gay people uh, within my family, lots of them. Even a daughter who identifies as bisexual and uh, lots of friends that are, you know, within within all kinds of communities. So I have been an ally uh, for a a great deal of my adult life and unapologetically, I, I love every single one of them. And I still love my ex wife. I still love my stepdaughter. I still love all the kids in my family that have different colors. I have cousins and nephews and, and you know, and and it's never been an issue to me. And uh I one of the things I wanna ask you as someone who is involved in the community and uh someone uh that uh, happens to be an ally. You are an ally. Mm -hmm. I know that. (laughs) Uh, uh, Community engagement. How do you engage with the local community to create awareness uh, on -hmm. on your level, uh, both personally and professional? uh, How do you uh, engage with the community to create awareness about human rights and diversity issues and how others can get involved
1: so that's a great question and, and and you are a great ally you're you're exactly right and we have to realize that we are you know in in each of our spheres you know we are we are who we are so i'm you know i'm a middle-aged gay white guy and and i try to be an ally <laughs> to uh you know to people who are trans or who you know people of color um to gender diverse folks. Yes. Um, yes. So one of one of the ways that I that I have worked on that is to make sure to always show up for others. Always show up for others. So, you know, in the context of of fighting for LGBT rights in Jacksonville, we would have rallies and and, and events and things and and I would want those to be very diverse. I would want to make sure that, you know, everyone was welcome to those events. And the only mm-hmm. way to to roll out the red carpet and expect people to actually participate with you is when then when they have seen you out participating with them. So, uh, you know, I've I've spoken at rallies related to um, immigration uh, at the southern border. I've spoken to rallies related to what, a woman's right to choose. I've spoken to rallies related to, you know, what's going on with um Uh, criminal justice reform and some of the police issues that are out there. I've spoken at rallies related to what's happening with um, Mm -hmm. our trans community and the uh, awful bans on trans healthcare and, and, and more. Right. And and it's not just, I've spoken at, it's also, I've, I have stood in the audience at, and I have made phone calls too. And I have written a little, I don't have a lot of money. I I work, you know, I, I work for, I've always worked for nonprofits and now I work, you know, in in public service. So I don't have a lot of money, but what I do have, I try and spread around to make sure that I, you know, I'm doing the, the things. So the point of that, all that is, is that if you show people that you are with them, uh, then they will show up and be with you. That's my theory of social change that I have this problem over here that I need to solve. And she has that problem over there that she needs to solve. And he's got this other thing over here. So on some level, you know, we're going to do all of them. Uh, What, which one is more urgent Mm -hmm. might, you know, depend on what's on the, the news headlines tonight, but we're going to get to everybody. And because I can be authentic in that way, because Mm -hmm. I have developed myself as, as an authentic voice on these issues. uh, It's a little easier now for me to move in the spaces. So, you know, if anyone is interested in getting involved, one of the things that um, has really been a boon to this uh, to this whole area is social media. It's it's what you and I are doing right now. You know, uh, being involved in this, um, yeah. you know, uh, user created mm-hmm. content, if you will. Um, and, and you know, Twitter is a huge, or I, that's what I'm going to call it. I'm not calling yeah. it um, <laughs> by another name. It's uh, there's an old saying, you know. It, his mama named him Twitter. I'm calling him Twitter. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm calling, uh, I'm calling Twitter, Twitter, but going on Twitter or TikTok <laughs> or Instagram or all the new things that people do, um, uh, you know, that's a great place to be in community with people and to, um, to stay in touch. I know there's a lot of gray in my hair, but, uh, reality is that, that there's so much energy uh, happening online that, that that's where you have to be. So, those are my thoughts about how to how to stay engaged and how to be a person who shows up and how to um, how to find ways to show up for others. And, and if you do those things, you'll be successful.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Now the role of politics, uh, given your background, how do politics intersect with the pursuit of human rights, and what role can politicians? specifically you know local politicians what can local politicians do or play in advancing these causes
1: so you know politics is a huge conversation it's a huge part of what i've done you know i've i've stood for election i've i've done that before myself i didn't get elected but yeah, i learned a lot yeah. and i met a lot of i met a lot of people in the process and learned a lot about how things work so the opportunities for local elected <laughs> leaders to impact human rights is tremendous. And the The reality is, you know, whenever, and I just go back to the HRO because it's a, it's like a, a little study that you can almost look at, you know, when we began in 2010, working oh, yeah. on the human yeah, rights yeah. ordinance, we, we didn't, we didn't have, you know, a commitment from any a local elected person. And then whenever we filed our first bill, um, Council Member Warren Jones, who's on the school board now, is the person who filed the bill for us. And that bill went down 17 to 2. 17 council members voted against it, and only two council members voted for it. And they were Warren Jones and and Denise Lee, who just passed away. So that was in 2012. Five years later, in 2017, we had been through two, well, really one, but a, a critical electoral season. So my community got really smart about elections and we, uh, we put together a, a political action committee and we endorsed candidates and we knocked on doors and we made phone calls and we wrote checks so that we could help put together the kind of a city council that we would need whenever we came back to get the human rights ordinance passed. And that was, um, that's exactly what we did. We, um, you know, got involved in who would be the mayor. We got involved in who would be on the council. And by doing that, a few things, right? We made relationships with those people. Like, you know, whenever you're in the trenches with, with these folks, helping them to get elected, they are much more likely to be, you know, amenable to your phone call whenever you make it. So it's just so important to do that. And so what I what I would say is that local Politicians, you know whether it's a council member or the sheriff or mayor, or well, they all have a tremendous role to play whenever it comes to human rights in our city. The last city council, um, you know, voted to put together whole new um, categories of people in our human rights ordinance and expanded expanded you know the the promise of of um, I'm going to try that again. You're probably going to end up cutting that. Um, just put together <laughs> these new uh, categories into the human rights law of Jackson Bill that just covered you know new people. So it's it's critical and 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 it goes way back. So I told you about Warren Jones, you know, being the sponsor of our bill in 2012. Well, in 2007, when I was a kid and didn't know anything, I actually ran for city council and I was in the same race as Warren Jones. And whenever um, the dust settled, Warren uh, kicked all of our butts by a lot because he he knew what he was doing. (laughs) And and I was the dumb kid. I didn't know anything. But here's what I did know. After that point, I knew Warren Jones because we had been in a campaign together. Uh, We had talked about our ideas for Jacksonville together. And whenever it came time to find a sponsor for our human rights bill, he was the first person I thought to call and when i called him he took my you know he took my call uh because we knew each other so politics is really really important to how uh how change gets made mm-hmm. i guess it, it's probably simple to say uh but people <laughs> should be involved in local politics
0: yeah yeah you know you talk about uh, uh running for city council i did the same thing in 2015 and uh, for uh, district 7 And that's where I met James Eddie because he was running in the same district. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and we have been, Mm -hmm. we have been buddies ever since we have been buddies ever since.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. You go to all those forums, you know, in a terminal amount of forums, you you know, you, you you become friends with people that you don't agree with a hundred percent. You're just, you're spending a lot of time together. (laughs) So you kind of, Form those relationships, and now I know if you were to call James and ask him for something, he'd be the first one to to help you with it and and like and you know vice versa I'm sure, yeah. but that's the- that's what we do we have to come together we have to find ways to come together and and be with each other, and politics is one of the ways we do that yeah we could we could still get along
0: uh, now now future goals future goals for you Jimmy. uh what are your future goals and aspirations? You know, in, in in terms of promoting diversity and human rights in, in the city of Jacksonville and beyond.
1: So one of my big goals is just to help the Human Rights Commission get back to its former power. The Human Rights Commission used to be a commission of the government that had 20 commissioners. Now there's only 11. There used to be 20-something staff members. Now it's down to uh, seven or eight. Um, And that has an impact. That means, you know, that only X number of cases of discrimination can be researched and investigated. Um, You know, only this number of people are working on the issue. So that's one of my personal goals. um, And that's what that has been one Mm -hmm. of my goals, you know, since the campaign, since the the Deegan administration began and we began doing the transition um, committee meetings. Mm-hmm. one of my big ideas is to let's get the Human Rights Commission back up to um, to a good level. And when we do that, then we we'll then we'll begin to see some uh, some positive change. We used to do something in the Human Rights Commission and I did it as a citizen, not as a staff member. But back in the day, we had study circles, which was just um, an opportunity for a small group of people from different walks of life. To get together in a room uh, for eight sessions, uh, eight weeks, maybe it was four se- for some number of sessions, for some number of weeks, and just <laughs> yeah. talk about difference. Just talk about, you know, well, what is it like to be, you know, a Muslim woman living in a, a predominantly white Christian city? Well, what's it like to be, you know, a gay, a gay person who, you know, lives in a, um, a culture that's very much not that? What's it like? And, and just sharing our stories. And so we need to get back to doing study circles. We need to get back to sitting in rooms with each other. I know COVID kind of got in the way, but we're past that now. We need to get back to just sitting in the room with each other and finding our commonality, finding out how we're the same, and and then finding a way to appreciate and respect and even understand the differences that that we have with each other. So if we can do a few of those things, I'll feel very good about my time. Uh, you know, at the Human Rights Commission and working for the city, I also am very concerned about um, what happens in the state. You know, the state is of uh, concern to me because you know we've had a pretty tough year sure. for the LGBT community um, during this yep. last uh, you know five years or so, and I'm very concerned about what's happening um, with Tallahassee. I saw that you know we had this great Pride Parade on uh, Sunday. And already there are, um, at least one, you know, local state representative who's saying that mayor Deegan should not have been in the parade that, that, uh, that, that, that sure, sends a bad sure. message that, uh, and, and that just yeah. makes me, that makes me very unhappy to, to hear that kind of thing because I know, I know her heart. I know why she did it. I know she was, <laughs> I know why she was asked to do it. And, um, and so I'm just, you know, we, we've we got to look at that. Uh, I, I'm not, Really thinking with my political hat tonight, but I, I do think it's um, I do think that we need people who are involved and engaged. Um, people like Angie Nixon and Tracy Davis and some really fantastic mm-hmm. local elected leaders. We mm-hmm. need to we need to find a way to get them some help over there in Tallahassee so they can uh, yeah, so they can bring yeah, back no some good. good results for us.
0: No kidding. I, I'm trying to get Tracy and Angie on the podcast right now. Their schedules are so doggone busy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah,
1: well, you got to get them before advice, January. Got You got you to get them.
0: I know, I know. I'm trying to book them in November, so we'll see. Now, advice, advice for aspiring advocates. If you were to sit down with uh, you know anyone locally, you know, or or abroad. If you were to sit down with someone, what kind of advice, uh, you know, many individuals, you know, they have, you know, a passion, you know, about one project or another, whether it be human rights or equality, you know, uh, inclusion, diversity. What advice would you give to those looking to make a meaningful impact in their communities?
1: Well, I, I give this advice. I was actually like, I, I think I alluded, I was at FSCJ today talking to some students who, who asked me that very question, like how, you know, how, how can we be you in the future? You know, how did you get to where you are?
0: Yeah. What yeah. I would
1: tell them today is, is exactly um, what I wish someone had told me. Pay attention, read the, read the press, you know, know what's happening in the newspaper, whether it's what's happening down the street You know, you know, down the interstate or even around the world, everything that's happening in the world today, you know, in Israel, is going to be relevant to what happens in our neighborhoods in you know tomorrow. So it's very important in my mind. This is my advice: to stay to stay informed about what's happening in the world. In some ways, that's harder than it's ever been because there are fewer newspapers. It's it's harder to get good. Uh, accurate information but in some ways it's even easier because there's a lot more citizen reporting you know around the world it's just tougher to know how to sort through it but stay informed that's number 1 number 2 look for allies go ahead and begin to think about intersections and ways that you can help others if if you want to make change in your own community or you want to bring forward your own idea the best way to do that is to is to partner with others and help them accomplish their own goals because with their goals accomplished with, you know, with help by you, they are much more likely to turn around and help you. And, you know, many hands make light work. There's no, that's absolutely the truth. So stay informed, make alliances and three show up, show up. You've got to show up. If you want to, you know, be involved in politics, volunteer on a political campaign, If you want to get into uh, media and and break through um, into something like what you're doing right now, uh, you know, be a production assistant, volunteer to help, you know, down at uh, the public radio station. Just show up if you want to, uh, you know, become a public policy person and help, you know, maybe help write laws in Tallahassee or, or even at the city, you know. Start learning now. Uh, you know, read legislation. I know it's boring. I know that it's maddening, but read those <laughs> bills. Read what the city council is up to, and and watch it. You know, you can go online and watch any any city process. You know, proceeding going back for quite some time. Yeah, go back and watch the HRO vote. Go back and watch. You know what's been going on lately, and, and just begin to begin to participate everything that we are talking about tonight is, you know, is built on participation. So go and, go and participate. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I totally agree. Uh, whenever you're uh, available to do so, go to the rallies, uh, Find it, go to the city council meetings. If you can, uh, not everybody is available to do so, but far too often, uh people just don't know that they can go to the city council meeting and sit in and watch uh, it it amazes me how many people don't know that you can do that you can just go to the city council meeting and sit there and watch and listen and find out what they're doing and then you can go online and it's free and watch the whole process it's and they free
1: <laughs> and they don't even charge you You get, you get a show for free. It's, it's amazing. I I cut you off with that joke there. You were making a really good point, but yeah, people can, people can go and sit (laughs) and just sit there and watch what's happening. Pick up a copy of the agenda on your way in and follow along. It's, it's, it's entertaining if nothing else, because people are, you know, I'm a people watcher from way (laughs) back and that's really what it is. You're kind of, you're kind of watching you know the count- the council's doing its thing. The people who come up to talk about public you know <laughs> comment they talk about their concerns they're doing their thing. It is fascinating stuff.
0: I would tell you that some of the most entertaining ones that i you say entertaining some of the most entertaining ones that that I've been to were first the h r o and and then secondly the you know taking down the uh
1: confederate monuments those are extremely entertaining <laughs> yeah they can be they're they're a little bit tough sometimes for the you know for the for the other people in the yeah. audience because there's so people come with such passion about these things but you're exactly right you, <laughs> yeah, you will, yeah. people will say something funny there will be interesting jokes you know it, it's really Fascinating, just to watch uh, local government happen.
0: Uh, yeah, and I hate—I hate to kind of say it and put it out there, but you know, it's kind of like uh, you—you know—the you know website, the people of Walmart. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've seen that one. Oh my god! I could probably be on oh my that gosh. one sometimes. And, and-
0: <laughs> Well, well, you know what? I tell you what, Jimmy. It's been a it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, and uh, I'm not I don't have a final question for you. I'm just going to ask you to give us a closing thought.
1: Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. This has been entertaining. I love listening to your podcast, so it is a real thrill for me to be on. Uh, it is it is really entertaining. And speaking of entertaining, it is entertaining and it's informative. And you, you've put together a very good program and the folks that, you know, the diverse folks, you know, uh, are just really wonderful to listen to. So I just give you that little plug. It's, it's really, um, it's really an honor to be sitting where, uh, where so many others have, um, have been. And, and, and that's just my thought that we, we, you know, whenever you ask me to do this, here's, here's my closing thought. We've got to support each other, you know? my thing is not to have a podcast. You know, my thing is to do these other things, but your thing is to have a podcast. And if you're going to have a successful podcast, you got to have people to come on and and talk to your listeners. Hopefully people who are engaging and who have something interesting to say. So we've got to help each other. I had to come on your podcast. When we were having the HRO, you were right there, you know, uh, all the time talking about your diverse family and why it was important that we have um, sexual orientation and gender identity added to our non-discrimination protections. Yep. Uh, you know, whenever you have yep. a friend who's an artist, you know, buy their art, whenever, you know, you know, you've got a friend who's in a band, go to her show. That's my closing thought. We are all in this together and there is no way that we're going to get out of the trouble of this world alone. We've got to work together. So show up, be with people, Love on people. And um, and when you can't love on people, maybe, you know, walk away and, uh, you know, just don't say something bad about the people. But we're all in this together. And my thought is, is that that we've got to help each other out. So thank you for helping me out.
0: Thank you for being here, Jimmy. I tell you what, you're welcome to come on the program anytime and anyone else in the administration that you work with and share offices with. Tell them they're welcome.
1: I will definitely put out that invitation. I think you'll get some takers, but thank you again. Thank you so much.
0: I will see you soon. Bye now.
1: All right, my friend.
0: Well, that's a wrap. Another fantastic episode of the podcast. You can find us on all the social media platforms, wherever you serve. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, Threads, wherever. Don't forget to like, share, and comment. And on our YouTube channel, don't forget to like, share, comment, and smash that subscribe button. If you're streaming audio for the podcast, you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcast programs. In the meantime, I like to tell everybody, take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time. Peace.